What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode seven of Connection Interruption. It's your boy, DJ Tay Boogie, and it's being brought to you by our lovely sponsors, Frisius, and it's going down. If you haven't been to Frisius, you need to go. The sliders and everything are on point, especially if you're gaming. It's the perfect thing to accompany you while you're gaming. And big shout out to the team game day. It is about to go down because tonight it's going to be something special. And I got to bring my brothers from another mother in, Brian and my man Mark. What's good, fellas? How are we doing? Man, slow What's motion. happening? Slow motion. <laughs> yeah, like you said, tonight's special night. We have a guest from Team Frisch, and that is Scoot, Scoot the manager Scoot. of Team Frisch. Bring him in here. How you doing? Hello, hello, hello. Doing like, just fine. I like the lights in the background. They're looking good. Well, thank you. Got that like MLG kind of look to him. <laughs> you know, I'm being real nosy right now. What is that poster behind you? Uh, it's a Naruto versus a Sasuke. That's fly. Extra fly. I like that. This hey, is one see- of those moments where I go, I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, as you can see behind me, I'm renovating the game room. So excuse yeah, you, the mess. You're getting there. You're getting there, Tay. You're getting there. Oh, I got to. I got to. Getting I, there. I got my steering wheel. I understand completely. I, uh, I just redid this office, uh, in, in the spring and, uh, I put new floors in, new paint, and redid everything, got rid of everything in here. We used to use it as a storage room, and we put in new desk, whole new PC setup. It it, it, it was a, a lot of work, but it, it, it's worth it. The whole nine yards. So um, if we just want to like jump right into it, or do you guys want to talk about what we're playing right now? Oh, we can go with what we plan because I've been on a roll this week, baby. I've been on a roll. Oh, on a roll. roll. No. All right. You go first, yeah. Tay. Let's hear it. Yeah, Let's hear Tay, since you, you've been playing a bunch. Yeah. Um, so I, I went into the archive. I was playing Friday the 13th uh, online. And I've Wait, been on a. Servers, are the servers still up for that? Um, no, I, I don't think so. I've been playing story mode. So. Yeah, I, 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 I don't like playing online because people like to cheat. I don't know the maps that well. So, yeah. And then uh, I'm on an eight-game winning streak in Madden. Yes, I, I, I've got my my uh, my magic back. And also I'm on a two How many game. games did you lose before you started that winning streak again, though? Because you, uh, you were on a downward spiral there for a while, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I was on a downward spiral. I lost about six and now I'm up eight. So, all right. All right. And then, now, if, uh, you're on a, if you're on a hot streak like that, is there like a pregame ritual that you do to, to keep the juices flowing or, or what's up? Yes. Yes. My, my pregame ritual, uh, uh, <laughs> they tell you, I, I have to have my onion rings. And I have to have <laughs> I was like my, the rings my coat. Coming. Yeah. I have to have my coat. And that I usually go with Fiends. Are free those onions? Yes. Mm. Yeah, and outside of those two, my uh, I've been playing baseball, so I've been getting better with the baseball. I haven't lost yet, but my games haven't been top tier. So mm. that's about so it. So I was trying to find if that game is still available on, like, if the servers are still up. I don't see anything. I, I figured I'd take a quick peek. Yeah. 
I look to, I don't know, I love that game, and then, you know, there were legal issues and whatever else that went on with it, but, yeah. For me, um, it's just been Rocket League. I do want to check out the new Minecraft update. Um, I haven't gotten to see too much of that. However, I am intrigued. Minecraft is a classic, so you always got to kind of have to revisit that. Ryan, what have you been playing? Um, I've been bouncing around. I... Pac-Man 99 still on the on the list. I can't seem to get away from it. I did get my first victory royale in solo modes last weekend. Sweet. The, it was a week. Sorry, it was the weekend before last. Um, at the, towards the end of season six on Fortnite, I actually joked that Team Frish need to sign me up, like because <laughs> uh, <laughs> we we know I'm not great at shooters, but I really do enjoy them. Uh, and I played some Call of Duty Warzone. Kind of got back into that a little bit. Um, I still don't know how I feel about Warzone. Like I just like there's parts of it I really enjoy, and then other parts that I'm just like it's it's beyond me. Um, but then I I went back and started playing some more of that Retromania wrestling because they've got a DLC coming out fairly soon. Um, and then I finally took some pictures on new Pokemon Snap. I felt like I was neglecting that game. I was going to play. I was so excited to play that at launch, and I just haven't haven't jumped into it. So um, how, how's that coming along with the Pokemon Snap? Like, it's it's okay. I, I don't want to say like that I don't like it. I don't want to say that I love it. It's kind of like right in the middle of the road for me. Um, it's very much on the rails. Like you kind of don't really have much of an option as to what you're going to see when. Um, so that kind of makes it hard to to judge really what I what I want to get out of it. Um, I don't know that it was a 60, it should have been a $60 purchase. Um, you know, one of those when you're like, Oh man, I I spent 60 on this, but Nintendo doesn't discount their games very often. So the first party stuff, if you want it and you want to play it, you're usually paying 60 for it. So that's kind of where I was at. It usually retains value pretty well too. Like even older Nintendo titles, like the hard copies or yeah. A fair amount used. Yeah, and you get a decent trade in value if you buy the physical. You know, you can see thirty plus and trade in um, at your local retailer if you're if you're someone that trades in. Um, but I just I don't ever um, anymore. I'd much I'd much rather collect. Yeah, than, than trade in. Yeah, yeah, I have a giant Tupperware container just like in my closet filled with. Both consoles or games. It's mostly just Xbox 360 games. But yeah, I just refuse to get rid of. But I definitely feel the collection side on that. <laughs> yeah. But so, Scoot, what are you, what you, what are you playing? playing? Yeah. I, I've gotten sucked back into World of Warcraft. Uh, TBC came out last week, and I feel like I've been putting in 14 to 16 hour days since. Uh, I just I can't get enough of it. I just hit level 70 today, and uh, it's been a nice break from shooters only for the last couple of years. Uh, You know, other than that, uh, I'm still keeping up with Call of Duty. We've started branching out into COD Mobile a little bit more. Um, That and a little bit of, like, Apex Legends, Warzone, obviously. Like, those are probably the big, uh, big three or four that are really taking up a lot of my time these days. Now, do you personally play COD Mobile? 
I, I do. Uh, I, I was on the world championship team last year, and I'm on the on it this year again as well. Very nice. Uh, so do you I, – I don't play much COD mobile. I just play COD. So do you connect your controller to your phone, or are you just trying to play like right on the phone? Uh, I, I play on a iPad. Okay. So it's a little bit bigger screen than playing on a phone. Obviously, you can play with um, more digits instead of having to play like a four-finger claw. I play a five-finger claw. Um, it, it's kind of complicated at first until you get the hang of it, and then it's it's just second nature. I'm actually probably more accurate on the glass than I am on a controller. Wow. I could see that, yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I've heard of people like Bluetoothing their controllers in on, you know, their phones or iPads or whatnot. I wasn't sure if, like, that was kind of, like, the scene, you know what I mean? Like, if, like, that was, like, the meta for all the... There's, there's definitely a lot of uh, controller support as well as, like, um, the emulators. Uh, so, like, you could uh, emulate it as if it was a PC title. How is um, that allowed, like, competition-wise? competitively last year uh it was phone only you could play That's tablet cool. or phone uh this year it's still kind of up in the air um usually it's open open-ended until about stage three stage four and then they start like limiting what uh what platforms you can use emulators are banned outright but controller supports kind of a gray area That's it. it's weird that they wait till like the later stages though you think it'll just be like all right this is it because like if you're a controller player, it's like, well, I made it to stage three, but unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to play on the glass. You know what I mean? Like, right. Uh, last year, um, we made it to, we qualified for stage three, and we're prepping to play it. Then they changed it to phone only, so I had to learn phone, which is a completely different control scheme. Then, like three days before we were supposed to play, they changed it back, and you could use just about anything. So there, I'd wasted like two weeks just trying to learn trying how to, to play on phone. Right. Um, and then we we get there like day of ready to play, and then they moved the qualifier to noon on a Tuesday, and we had three people that had work that day, so we just we just didn't play it. But we peaked right. last year at I think sixty second in North America. Wow! Well, congratulations on that alone. That's a major feat. Um, salute, salute. Thank you. Appreciate it. So do you want to uh, tell us a little bit about, more about like Team Frisch and like the vision behind it and stuff like that? So Team Frisch uh, started out as a concept that we were running under uh, the brand name Merck, um, which that's still like an active uh, group, but it's Team Frisch is definitely like a, a smaller, refined version of that, if you will, which is the idea behind it was content through competition. So uh, everybody involved in the project is either a former professional, like salaried player in some title. Um, but the, definitely like less so in Call of Duty specifics. So we have uh, some Overwatch professionals, some Fortnite professionals, um, Paladins, if you guys remember that game from uh, High yeah. Res. And... Uh, We've got a couple of uh, PUBG mobile guys that have been consulting as we switched over to COD mobile. But, uh, you know, I, I was a former COD pro. Um, one of our other guys was a former COD pro. But other than that, it's mostly hero shooters guys that are making the transition. So we, we, we went into the project thinking, you know, 
everybody is, on paper is a pretty high caliber player. So theoretically, um, we should be able to do like the smaller tournaments, the like the less like invitationals or, or qualifiers, and not only be able to perform well, but also have a fun time doing it while also creating good content about it. So for instance, to give you an example, uh, COD Mobile, we had stage one last weekend and we qualified for stage two already just off of the first weekend. But there's three more weeks left to qualify. So we're going to take those three extra weeks and do challenges in a world championship qualifier. So we're gonna probably have a video out of us doing like snipers only in, in world championship qualifiers. Uh, maybe like a shotgun only or uh, knives only maybe we're still up in the air on the project, but like, that's the idea behind it is to go into these serious competitive settings and use whatever raw talent we have to not only be competitive, but to do goofy stuff while doing it. Right. Now I got a question before you get too far into it. Cause I know you were talking about playing on mobile and my daughter plays on her phone. So do you, know anyone have you seen anyone use the backbone like yeah the uh so the backbone is the controller setup that was uh sponsored by 100 thieves right yeah uh i i've i've not used one personally um i have seen them on streams a handful of times um i i, I think you know it's rumors but like uh, 100 thieves has to know something that the general public doesn't to jump into that kind of a partnership if that makes sense gotcha. so I, I could definitely see it becoming more prevalent maybe it's one of the few like grandfathered in uh controller supported things that you can use in the world championship i'm not sure but uh i i think more accessibility is always a good thing yeah, because I was like, this close to buying one. I was like, huh. I was like, let's wait till we talk to Scoot and see what he says. Because <laughs> like, I, I really didn't know because like I'm so used to, like you I, say, playing on a bigger screen. So I've heard nothing but good things out of them uh, from, you know, like a build quality wise and, and ease to set up. Uh, is it for me? Maybe not. But if it's for somebody else, then I'm all for it. Gotcha. Yeah. They are not even in stock on Amazon. Yeah, I was looking too. I was like, where can we even get them right now? Because I haven't been able to, to track one down for a while. I, well, I, I'm not in the I, market, but I looked it up. I think I think like tech of any sort right now is, is yeah, scarce. Yeah, that's true too. Hmm. Well, that's interesting for sure. Um, now, <laughs> there was... I, I just now thought of this. There was a super like controversial tweet from Dr. Disrespect a couple weeks ago, and you might know where I'm going from this. Do you know where I'm going for this? What about his like he basically said that mobile gaming isn't serious, but at the same time you have all the support for it. So it's like how do you not take it serious? Well what, what came out of that is Ferg, who is a a premier mobile uh YouTuber. He um he, I think he made his real big break with COD Mobile early on. And uh, him and Dr. Disrespect had an 80s throwdown 1v1 where they played a kill race in COD Mobile. And I think I think Ferg beat him by like 40-some kills. 
Ooh. And gave him and gave him like extra time on the so call. because he got stomped, he was like, "Yeah, this isn't real stuff." Is that where that? And no, it happened before. He, or was he that, before? that before? Okay. And then because of that, Ferg was like, "Oh yeah, well, let's see if you can play yeah. mo- mobile kind of thing." It was a uh, put your money where your mouth is kind of thing, and gotcha. I, I, you know, I expected it to be a a, a tough matchup for Doc. I don't think anybody expected him to get gapped in kills as as bad as he did. Yeah, no one expected him to play like I do. Is what you're saying? I get it. I get <laughs> well, it. You said it. Not me. <laughs> no, no, I get it. No, I'm as I've said, I, I'm not very good at shooters, but I do enjoy playing them. When you when you're talking about about like being a COD pro, because you obviously have experienced that on a daily basis. If someone is looking to get in into doing this, like full-time and they want to be a, a professional you know gamer playing you know fps's or whatever how much time in a day should the average person and i know it differs depending on your situation but what do you think average time they should spend playing in a day in order to prepare well that that's that's the beauty of how esports has developed uh back when i started you know i, I signed my first cod contract in 2008 i was 16 years old wow it uh it was or no i was younger than that actually regardless back then <laughs> you know you didn't have matchmaking there you know uh, it, it everything was private servers if you wanted to scrim you had to shell out money for a server you had to send that information to somebody else so that they could join it you know a 4 hour scrim block you know nowadays is 4 hours worth of scrims a four-hour right. scrim block back then was like three hours of games and an hour of just coordinating, getting everybody into the same lobby. Uh, so right. pra- practice is way more efficient these days. Uh, you know, back back when I first started competing, we uh, I would go to school. Uh, I'd get up for school at like six a.m., but I was going to sleep after a scrim block at like three thirty, four o'clock. So I was getting like two hours of sleep at home, however many I could fit in at school and then get right back into the grind. And we would scrim daily uh, two scrim blocks. Scrim block is usually about four hours. So we'd do about eight hours worth of scrims. You factor in maybe like an hour, hour or two of warm-up and uh, pubbing back then. Um, so it, 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 can, it can get away from you. Uh, nowadays, um, with the way that rank systems are more prevalent in games, you don't have to hope you find a server with good players in it. Um, it's honestly... Uh, what drove me to be such a big advocate for taking ranked seriously. I think, I think if our, if our modern players took ranked as seriously as they would scrims, you could just get great practice at the press of a button. You wouldn't have to right. go the old style of, Hey, let's find a team to scrim against because everybody takes it seriously. Um, what you still see, you see that to some extent with the, uh, you know, like counter-strike global offensive with yeah. like ESEA pugs. Those are taken insanely serious comparatively to like you know the regular matchmaking but um i I would say you know long-winded but to get back to the to the question i I think nowadays if you were to be able to dedicate maybe like an hour a day to aim training an hour a day of vod review and like one scrim block you're you're in a good spot and i would tell Anybody looking to get into Call of Duty specifically, look at your local college scene. 
uh, College Call of Duty is a great gateway to challengers. It's a great gateway to the CDL. It's somewhere where you can play, get noticed, maybe even get some of your school paid for. Nice. Yeah, nice. we had NKU Esports on on a previous episode, so you know we've we've talked a little bit about that um, with them. Just they're doing what Rocket League and, and Overwatch right now, um, and get ready to expand into League of Legends. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a lot of a lot of colleges out there offering scholarship money for for people to play esports. So it's a cool scene. Yeah, one uh, one of our players, uh, Cosby, is actually the head coach for Tulsa for Call of Duty. Very cool. See, Call of Duty keeps messing up though with their rank system. It like either never comes out during the life of the game, or if it does come out, it's like barely even ranked. Meanwhile, at matchmaking seems to be more ranked than in the actual ranked mode. Which you know, I I keep experiencing every year. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, and yeah. I mean, that's my biggest complaint as far as the COD competitive scene is COD is kind of shooting themselves in the foot as far as keeping the competitive scene alive at a lower level. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, you know, it, it, and this is something, this is not new to, to Call of Duty as a franchise. Um, see, I, I play, when, the reason I am no longer a Call of Duty pro or as active at that level um, you know, back when I played, I played on PC for Call of Duty 2, Call of Duty 4. Modern Warfare 2 comes out, and they did away with all PC support. The game came wow. out on PC, but it was just, you, you had no way to scrim, you had no way to compete. So Call of Duty effectively died in Modern Warfare 2 on PC. It wasn't until Black Ops 4 came out with Blackout that it started to get a bit yeah. of a resurgence. Um... So to, to think that the franchise and Activision is hanging the community out to dry, I'm no stranger to that. You know, I've lost my career over it. That's why I had to transition to other titles like Battle Royales and Counter-Strike and uh, Quake for a little bit. Like I, you had to go to where the money was and where the scene was and Call of Duty just abandoned everybody back then. Um, but yeah, like you hit the nail on the head is the rank system is just not a rank system. It, it's, it's, it, time investment system is what it is yeah is that an opportunity for for ea and battlefield to kind of swoop in to get that competitive you know scene and kind of take it over here with this new new battlefield that they're saying is going to have no single player story at all it's just going to be multiplayer focused well i i don't i'm i wouldn't say that it would take that same spot, but it could definitely take a spot and definitely pull some of the market share for modern shooters away from Call of Duty. Um, you know, Battlefield at one point in time, whether anybody wants to acknowledge it or not, Battlefield at one point almost killed the Call of Duty franchise. Call of Duty was going off into space when Battlefield had one of the most successful launches they've ever had. Yeah. Um, you know, we're very far from those days with, you know, the, the player base that Battlefield 5 was able to retain. But, um, you know, I, I, Battlefield has always been dear, dear to my heart just for the fact that, uh, you know, 2142, Battlefield 2, those days, that was what got me into competing was, you know, yeah. playing uh, pickup ladders back then. And back then it was like 6v6 on like a small 16-person map. Um, it, 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 it works, it functions, but 
I don't think Battlefield was ever made with a competitive light intended. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I would say EA would never be able to take that competitive spot, but I think they would easily be able to pull the people who are playing COD more casually, such as the matchmaking or even um, the Battle Royale. Um, and I think we're kind of on the cusp of history repeating itself and what you were talking about before, where Battlefield took over. I mean, I think, I mean, I don't know how many of you guys watched the trailer, um, but the 2042, it has me a little nervous because some of like the, you know, like the future stuff I'm always wary about. I'm like, oh, you know, sounds overpowered. Right. I'm like, okay, now there's a giant tornado, but whatever. I don't know what the tornado is about. We'll figure that out eventually, I guess. I'm but, I'm supremely excited having watched the trailer. I'm I'm I, the complete other side of the spectrum. Like I'm all for it. I so I am all for it, but just me being like somewhat skeptical, I'm just nervous. I'm like, okay, like, you know, I got super excited for cyberpunk and stuff. And it's just, you know, too many times where I'm super excited and just get disappointed. So I'm excited, but I'm weary. Like I want to see the gameplay. What is it, June thirteenth or something like that? 14th like it's next week i want to see yeah, the gameplay right. and i want to and i want a beta and yeah, they that, announced the beta's coming right um i don't think so i've heard uh, rumors that it'll be the end of the month yeah i've heard yeah. Yeah, I've heard rumors and then on the other thing why history's going to repeat itself apparently call of duty is about to have a really bad launch this year with their current game um there was that dev that we talk, talked about on the first or second podcast that we had where he just said, like, yeah, this game, it's not ready. Like, they had a lot of trouble because of the pandemic and other things like that to where I have a feeling, like, them going back to World War II, for one, if it's true, it's too early. Like, we just, like, how many World War II CODs can we have? Um, Especially this many, you know, years from the last. And also, if the game's just not, if the game's just, buggy and not ready then i've i, I could see everyone just taking their 60 dollars heading over to ea and then odd's gonna have a bad year yeah i mean looking at this trailer i mean i know it's all it's no gameplay you know in in this trailer but it, it's pretty awesome looking i think they're just depending on how they they put it together it, it could be a, a good one to play um it looks like vg 247.com is saying alpha in July and beta closer to release in the I, October 22nd is the projected release date for this one. So I'm just sitting here. I'm like shocked because he just pulled the guys thrown out. <laughs> I'm right. like, wow. Like, I, I've been a battlefield player, but like, my beef with Call of Duty is every time I get on and I get into that mindset, like, hey, I really want to get down to play. It takes like three hours to four hours to do updates. I can't oh, stay. Yeah. Like I did it the other day. I was like, you know, my um, a couple of my friends called me, hey, jump on. We're about to get on uh, Call of Duty. And I was like, hey, it's downloading. So I'm thinking they already downloaded in, in the background. Then it said four hours. I was like, okay, I'll just watch tonight. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's always been a thing with Call of Duty. Well, that's, that's Activision's current model, right? Yeah, like, so. You can't play anything else if you can't install anything else. Right. I mean, the games are just gigantic for no yeah, reason. Yeah, they're huge. What, 110? I want to say it was 110 gigs. Yeah. Um, I, I had to buy an SSD just for Warzone and 
Cold War, and both of them together come out to like 340 gigabytes. Yeah, it's crazy the amount wow. of space it takes up. I was I was looking at that the other day too. Just couldn't believe how much space it was going to take. Well, as far as the update thing goes too, and I've realized that being both a console and a place a PC player is that my console it will take it like hours to update, but if I hop on my computer, my computer especially if I have which typically hard drive in your computer is going to be better than the one that's in your console so it, it's writing speed is so much faster and so is the download speed the update will finish 30 minutes max versus on console hours so that's another thing um that i've noticed that my friends have noticed so i feel like for console players there's up those large updates are a lot harsher yeah modern warfare on my pc is 188 gigs that's a lot. Yeah, I would take you over 24 hours to probably download on it. And then, like all at once on the yeah, PlayStation. Black Ops 4 is 142 gigs. I'm surprised yeah, just, you have that installed still. Well, I just, I, I, so I, I was think, just I about to just say, I haven't taken yourself. it off. <laughs> you just told on yourself, you need to clean your PC. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. Like, yeah, there's plenty of games on here that everybody would be like, why is this still on there? Um, you know, like, I have, I have way too many games installed at one time. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, and it's somewhat you kind of have to, you know. I mean, but hmm. yeah, I think Call of Duty's in trouble this year, but we'll see. Um, I mean, I don't even think we'll hear about Odd by the time we we might have an alpha for Battlefield before we even see a trailer from Activision. Yeah, is, is Activision even participating in E3? Uh, are they? Find out. I'm sure I'm they sure. are. I mean, there were some that some that aren't. No I mean, way, like, they're not. You know, um, yeah, the Call of Duty World right? War II Vanguard. Yeah, they announced three days ago. They are. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. what's this COD Mobile announcement? I missed that. Yeah, we got a beef with E3. They just they just said we aren't big enough yet. It's fine. We get it's it. Fine. Like we'll get there. We'll get there. It's coming. Yeah, we'll, uh, it's fine. Um. Yeah, it'd be interesting, but I mean, yeah. I I, uh, I I clicked on one of these E three links, and first thing I see is Call of Duty twenty twenty one in trouble question mark. Wow. So. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of questions I think with Activision and and their model, um, but I, I think that ultimately, like, if the competitive scene stays solid, I think they're okay, right? I mean, there's going to be a ton of events especially as, as we get back to, to normal and, and start having more LAN events and things like that, I think we'll see it pick up a little bit. Um, now, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, you're, you're fine, Tay. It's, I mean, my, my biggest question mark for Activision was like the Toys for Bob, you know, going into Warzone because they had done um, Skylanders before. <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys have played that at all. Um, like the toys, the toys to life game. And I was like, how is that company going to come in and, and kind of work and, and make it work? But, you know, Scootin, as far as just the competitive scene in general, as it starts to pick up, what do you see team Frisch um, hopping on board and try to try to get involved in there? Well, as of now, we've got uh, a LAN event coming up uh, later this month in Kansas city. Um, I believe we've got one player going out to participate in that. 
There's another talk of a land in North Carolina in August that we're working out the logistics behind of maybe sending a player or two to that. Um, we've got the COD Mobile World Championship that's running out uh, for the next two months, three months maybe. We've got the stage one ending at the end of June as well as um, stage two starting up shortly after. But, uh, you know, outside of those two or three events, we've got uh, you know, weekly Cold War uh, League matches that we've got uh, participation in, as well as uh, we've, we've started ramping up for more Warzone uh, competitive opportunities. With uh, We've got uh, invited to the Warzone scrims, as well as uh, we're looking at getting into like uh, Z-Leagues and uh, some other apps that are in the middle of uh, launching right now. All right, now, quick question. Um, for somebody that's young, I know, like, kids these days, like, middle school, high school, college, like, just getting into it, like, what steps can they take and what should they be prepared for getting into professional e-stream? So for professional, like, just generalized or, like, a specific title or... Yeah, just general. It's just like, okay, I want to do um, esports. Like, what what can they do to prepare? Get into that. Like, okay, when do I take it serious? What games should I look into getting into to be on a professional level? And what's the age range to be considered a professional player? Well, uh, I believe Fortnite set a pretty good precedent with um, you know for the Fortnite World Cup as well as uh, the their weekly cash cups and things of that nature. I believe the cutoff, like the age minimum is 13 years old. So uh, I would say if, you know, if you're, you know, 12, 13, 14 in that bracket uh, and you're wanting to get into esports, just uh, hone your craft. I mean, uh, a lot of it's going to be uh, mental blocks that you're going to have uh everybody every player that i know has gone through them at least at some point in their career so if you can knock it out early you're good and mental blocks in that sense of being uh be able to self-actualize and take blame for your own mistakes uh that's the easiest way to improve quickly is is, you know if i go into a new game I, i completely forget anything that i have in any other title leading up to it because I, you know, what works in one element might not work there. Right. Uh, and a lot of that's just going to be, you know, you go into it open-minded, you, you, you know, understand like you don't have the full understanding yet, not to say that you won't get it, but uh, you know, be, be open with what your own limitations are and self analyze a lot of it. Um, you know, it, it, I would say, you know, look for, small competitions to kind of warm up to that competitive environment rather than just trying to jump right into the deep end. But our grassroots scene is, um, well, I mean, it's not non-existent, but it is not healthy right now. Uh, you know, back when I started out, I was playing in six, seven different leagues at once. So I'd had, I'd have a league match every day of the week. That's, that's how many different like forms of competition there was back then. Nowadays it's like, you have huge, big money prize pools, but they're usually invitational only. So if you want to get into competing at a, at a smaller level, you really have to hunt for opportunities. 
Um, but I, I, with that said, you know, you can still take your matchmaking seriously, take your ranked mode seriously, look for opportunities to build a team that plays together and, and just see where you go. Like, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of it is trial and error, even to this day of just, you know, I'm going to play with a group and see what we can do, what we can make happen. And if it doesn't work out, then, you know, you got to make the decision that's better for you and what you want. Gotcha. So when you started putting together the roster for, for team fresh, um, how did you go about, you know, who you were selecting and, and kind of, did you have to kind of try out and have, have people work together and see if they fit or how did you guys go about that? Yeah, we had uh, a handful of, uh, you know, roster changes before we solidified what, what starting five we were going with. Um, and, and a lot of that, like, all the players that are, have been involved in the project from day one, even the ones that we've ended up having to swap out, I've known, uh, at, you know, at least at a somewhat personal level for a, quite some time. Uh, and, and that's from my time talent scouting for other organizations and stuff like that, of players that I've been keeping eyes on. Uh, and and that, that's how any team or, like, group or work dynamic, you know, it, it not everybody meshes, right? So, you know, you can take four or five really fantastic players, but if they don't have personalities that mesh well together, you're not going to have the same results that you would with maybe some lesser mechanically gifted players, but great supporting uh, personalities. So, yeah, we, we had a handful of uh, roster swaps early, um, but since we've had that solidified with our current lineup, we've not had any issues whatsoever. Um but uh, when it comes to like talent scouting and stuff like that, um, a lot of it comes back to uh, you know getting noticed through small forms of competition. Uh, uh-huh. You know, Overwatch League uh, b- before that kind of became a thing. There was small grassroots scene for Overwatch, and that's where I noticed a lot of these players from, as well as uh, you know Fortnite back before it exploded pre-World Cup, there were smaller competitions. You could keep eyes on, you know, developing talent. And a lot of it um, is, uh, you know, self-branding as well. Like if you can market yourself well as a player or you could um, do something that's going to stand out but not in a negative light, makes people remember you, especially talent scouts. If you perform well and you have a catchy name and your branding is good, we're, we're going to remember you. And we'll, we'll keep eyes and see if you're improving or declining or if you're just stagnating. But, you know, stagnating doesn't necessarily mean that you're performing poorly. It's just you don't have the right environment to flourish. Gotcha. Makes sense. Now, I, I got a question I wanted to pull out of the hat now. One person, you can only pick one person that you can play head-on, one-on-one, in any game. Who would it be? Hmm. I had to stop it. I just had to see who we <laughs> play. Like, who would you play? Like, because I know, like, you've been at it for a while. Like, who would be that 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 golden game? Like, I really want to play this person. This would be like history. Like after this, I can quit gaming. I honestly, like, I'm not that great at Quake. I'm I'm not that great at diabolical, which is the mo- more modern uh, innovation of it. 
But I would really like to play uh, Rafa. Yeah. He's a uh, Team Liquid Quake Pro. He's the best that ever done did it. I, I think he's by far the best mechanical player with that also has the smartest game sense that I've ever seen in, in an individual. Uh, the way that he can read a map and just punish. He, he's he's like a chess master on an on an, a quake arena map like he's thinking 15 moves ahead I, i've never seen anything like it hmm. so i would love to just get stomped into the ground <laughs> by that guy. you wouldn't even try like uh cool oh i would try awesome. but it would look like i wasn't trying gotcha gotcha but that, that's that's pretty dope it's like because uh, I, I, I talk to a lot of kids all the time. They always ask them, like, hey, how can I be a part of a team? How can I get professional esports and everything? That's why I'm glad we got you on because a couple of them keep blowing up my phone. So it's like, hey, yeah, okay, I asked this question. I'm like, hey, jump on and ask the question. I mean, uh, you know, with the transition to more collegiate opportunities for esports, I think there's definitely becoming more of an avenue. Uh, yeah. But a lot of it is still like the old days of just trial and error. I mean, uh, if you've got a group of friends, like it's better to play together and grow together than it is to just continuously team hop until you find the perfect spot. Um, right. You know, yeah, I'm looking for a team to carry me and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. No, I mean, it's, it seems like, cause I've played competitively in, in FIFA. Um, and it seems like they're very, very similar as far as just kind of giving the time and, and dedicating to the craft a little bit. Um, but when you when you're looking at putting a team of four or five players together, and you need people of different abilities, like as far as support or DPS, kind of that, if we want to use those terms, um, how do you look at those those different abilities and and kind of piece it all together? Well. Even in shooters, there are roles, even if the game doesn't necessarily have a role. Uh, you've got your entry fragger. That's your first guy in. He, he's usually the pinpoint accurate, good at flicking. A, you know, If he dies, he dies. That's fine. He's an entry fragger. He's supposed to. He can at least give information back. So it's somebody who's got good clumps, but also good mechanical skill. You have your support players. Uh, you know, Even though there might not be classes like thinking Counter-Strike, for instance. Right. Your support player is the guy that's throwing that flashbang for your entry fragger, so he doesn't have to do an extra animation. Then you have your lurker, who's like off on the other end of the map waiting to backstab somebody, and so on and so forth. Um, so a lot of that is really just break down to a mix of personality traits. Like, you know, a lot of people can't stand to not be the star player, and that, that's a terrible habit to be in. A lot. I see it a lot in kids that might be the best in their town or the best at their school, but that doesn't mean anything on a national stage. Right. Um, so you know, you, you you need people that fit their roles, both personality and mechanically wise. Uh, a support player is usually a lot more laid back, more whatever it takes to win. Uh, lurker is, you know, probably more often than not is uh, a more. Uh, lack of a better term, selfish player, is that he plays to his own strengths rather than the team's. Not to say that that can't also lead to a team victory. Star player is just 
overall mechanically, you know, gifted. They're usually the one putting in the most time to be the best, but they're also the one that's bringing in the results. With those come ego. Ego is usually an issue that you have to snip in the bud early. Otherwise, you know, that could be volatile to the overall team dynamic. But, um, I mean, I would I would love for, you know, to talk about the same topic 10 years from now when esports teams have, you know, uh, on-team psychologists and things of that nature. Because I feel like we will be there eventually. And in the same way that we see, um, you know, traditional sports, uh, you know, they have basically team-wide mediators to deal with, you know, issues within the team itself. And that's just personality clashes and things of that nature. Does it really get that bad? Like, with the oh, players? it definitely can. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, a toxic team environment could take a four-hour scrim block and turn it into six hours of everybody just yelling at each other, and everybody went into that four-hour scrim block losing two extra hours of their time somehow, and they've gotten worse instead of better because now they're resenting each other. They didn't get anything done in the scrim that worked towards overall beneficial, you know, progress. So uh, I'm I'm very like you know I've I've been in it long enough that I'm very no nonsense about it these days. Uh, if if a player does have a conflict, then you know we'll work through it as best we can. I'm, I'll give you what shots I can, but uh, there's way too many hungry talent for me to deal with a prima donna at this point in my career. Um, you know, I, I wish every player the best of luck, but sometimes it just doesn't work out. And that's, that's the way it goes. Yeah. I mean, say, I just kind of imagine like hanging out with somebody from anywhere from eight to 12 hours, if not more every day. And eventually you kind of get that friction and it just takes a really good team to be like, Hey, you know what? We need to take a break today or Hey, like we need to cut this and just, Put in some work essentially was what it comes down to yeah i mean the esports as a whole from a team dynamic is you know the the greater good if you will it's very much so you know i, I might sacrifice something so that overall the team can succeed and i've done that at points in my career as well like i've, I've moved myself to a bench when, to the bench when i was underperforming because it wasn't good for the team me still being on the starting roster and and that's that's part of you know, esports. That's part of traditional sports. The slumps happen. Uh, you know, it just got the bad juju. I mean, it's like you know Tay with the uh, Madden. You just yeah. you had to get your mojo back. <laughs> yeah, that bad juju is nothing to play with. Like, and uh, on on a lighter note, because um, I know like yeah, I haven't really been in the same room because of COVID. But like, what is the go? Because you asked me earlier, like, what is my ritual before I do in the game? What is your go-to snack, and what is your go-to thing off the freshest menu when game? My go-to snack, um, I, I'm a, I'm a big beef jerky guy. I, I I like I like beef jerky. Um, it it sustains you, and it's easy to eat, and it's not very messy. It meets a lot of criteria. <laughs> But with uh, my favorite thing on the freshest menu, ah oh, man, I'm I'm all about those onion rings, dude. I'm I'm onion ring <laughs> yes! gangs of life. Winner! Yes, <laughs> yes. 
Yes. Everybody who's never been to Frisch's is going to think that the only thing they have on their menu is onion rings. Like if they're oh, watching the show <laughs> and they've never been there for whatever reason, like they're going to be think, like, what? I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that like, it's a bad thing that everybody talks about onion rings. So that's how good they are. Oh, they are. They yeah, are. They're, they're so notable. I'm just I'll, not I'll a huge to... onion rings fan in general. I just rather have French fries all day. I th- that's fair too. You know, the, the French fries are pretty, pretty killer too. Yeah. We, well, should, a... we should throw it up. Do it. Do a this or that. Look at that. Oh yeah. Or fries, hey. This or that. Now uh, I know Ryan usually asks, like, so when snacking and eating during gaming, do you play <laughs> with a different controller and a keyboard, or is it the same one? Uh, it's the same one. Um. I'm relatively clean though. I, I wipe I wipe my stuff down at least once a week. Um, you know, and I'd say every it's either every Friday, every Saturday. Like I'm I'm sweeping, vacuuming. Like this whole office gets cleaned at least once a week. And that's like awesome. carrying out empty cans. When you're, that, you know, when uh, you're done at your place, come on over. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've got I've got two big dogs that shed a fair amount. So oh, wood floors and that it's. Got to keep yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I have a I have a teenager, so we'll just we'll just say that there's <laughs> one corner that y'all can't see over here. That every time I look over there, I'm like, oh, come on, man, like, not again. <laughs> while we while as we get ready to wrap up the show, and we haven't we haven't done this with the with the guest before, so we are gonna do some this or that. If your game, yeah. if your game, I've got some some good ones. All um, right. You right. game, yeah, yeah, I'm game. All right, I won't back down from a challenge. All right, cool. oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> All right, so Marilyn Monroe or Madonna? Madonna. All right, green tea or herbal tea? Ooh, uh, green tea. I think. Do you screen your phone calls or do you answer them no matter who's calling? I don't answer no matter who's calling. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. That's just like, it doesn't matter. I'm not, I, I, haven't, I haven't talked on the phone in probably like a year and a half. Honestly. Yeah. I, well, I think yeah. I've only met, I've done video calls with you when we've talked like via discord. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it, I don't really if, count that. Yeah. If anybody like, needs you, it's like discord. We're, we're good. Yeah. Discord me or, or a text. Like I'm not going to talk to anybody else for any other reason. Okay, that's makes sense. All right, are you a chili with beans or no beans kind of guy? With beans. All right. Um, this is a good one for as someone who's a manager of an esports team: mend fences or burn bridges. I'll take the diplomatic approach. Mend fences <laughs> because it takes twice as long to build bridges that you've burnt. All right, you, you can you can definitely bite yourself in the butt if you burn bridges too willy nilly. All right, so on that same same token, are you a peacemaker or a troublemaker? I'm I'm probably more of a troublemaker. <laughs> like, <I'm> a... <laughs> all right, all right. I like to stir the pot a little bit. All right, so. We talk a little bit about music on this show, quite actually, probably every episode, right? I mean, there probably hasn't been one that we haven't. Um, Billboard or the iTunes or Spotify music chart? 
I think I've listened to the same music since I was a kid. I don't yeah. I don't really I, I like new music when I hear it, but I don't actively seek it. Okay. Like if it's not the Pearl Jam ten album, like it's probably not on my playlist. Wow. He went <laughs> throwback. What? I mean, that's a good album. At least he threw it back to something that we can like be like, all right, I get that. Yeah. Um <laughs> extra sleep or extra time playing? Extra time playing. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I I've uh, I'm I'm oper- I'm operating at this point on like three to four hours of sleep for the last week a night. So <laughs> I go through those stints, but yeah, that's not <laughs> yeah, that's not wow. enough. Yeah. It's it's not healthy, but it, no. it gets the job done. All right. All right. Um high five, fist bump, or handshake. Where do you stand? Ooh, I'm, I'm a high five guy. A high five guy? I think I'm a high five guy. Yeah. I think during COVID I became the fist bump guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I don't know why, because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's still the same hand. It's either the inside or the outside. So why is it a big difference? But you don't get the whole hand. Just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just get a little bit. Yeah, no, that that does. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. That probably does change a lot. But, uh, you know, high five, but like, yeah, COVID. I've been doing a lot more like elbow bumps. Yeah, elbow. Me. Yeah, okay. My guy. <laughs> all right one more and then we'll we'll get to, to wrap it up i always just think these are fun so no I, this is, this is <laughs> um take control or go with the flow i would like to say that i'm gonna go with the flow guy but there's a lot of times where i'm like you're doing something wrong i need to take control all right i, th- I think that's what really uh stimulated me moving from originally a player position to a coaching position. It's like, you're doing this wrong and now let me tell you why. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, I definitely did that. Now, I, I, got a, I got a menu question. And me and Ryan have this discussion all the time. Uh-oh. The traditional big boys are the sliders. That's not even... I, <laughs> Come on now. I'll be honest. I've not had the sliders yet. Oh, you gotta have them. Gotta have them. I've, 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 I'm just, I'm a creature of habit. It's always just give me the traditional. But I think I, I might have to give the sliders a try, so I can this, answer that question. This isn't a complaint about the size of the slider, but sliders are too small for me. <laughs> like well, I, I need like four or more sliders to make up for my one super big boy. I'm just saying. Well, I sure. like to eat too, so that might be an issue that I run into. Yeah, that that's my struggle with the sliders. Like they are good. The bad boy sliders are good. Um, but yeah, that's a it takes too many sliders and that's like to me I feel like it's too much bread at times. I would rather just have the big old super big boy with the extra tartar sauce and my onion rings. Okay, I'll just drew real quick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm it's getting, like I'm sitting here getting hungry too. And I'm like waiting right. for this. <laughs> I'm I haven't, as we were talking about earlier, and I haven't had much food in the last two days because I haven't been feeling a hundred percent. But I'm even drooling talking about like about the onion rings and the, the tartar sauce right real now. quick, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. It's like, ooh, I'm feeling I'm feeling like I need some some frishes right now. Yeah, we were. Uh, I was playing on the King's Hammer earlier today, and we were just, you know, joking around. We were playing really well, 
And I was like, man, you know, I was like, we, we're being fueled by Frishes. And so, like, now we came up with two two t-shirt ideas. I want to see what you guys think. Fueled by Frishes. We could either make that just a hashtag or, like, a t-shirt or something. And then we're also joking about, like, oh, you know, like, oh, we're on that big boy energy right now. It's like, this is <laughs> I don't I know like if they'll get I like that one, but I don't know that it'll get that one will fly. I mean, it could just be like the big boy like flexing or something. Like, you know, that'd be like big boy cool. energy. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. I, I like yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, fueled fueled by Frisch's totally makes sense. It just flowed uh, well. I was yeah, like, that one's a good one. Yeah. It's a shame that you can't do custom cars in Rocket League, like where you you know, I've seen some of the mods where people have, have modded yeah. some stuff, but like it would be cool to be able to, you know, throw the little, logo up on there. Big and, boy on top of the car. Yeah, it would be sweet. Right. That would be sweet. Yeah. So all right. Do we have any other questions for for Jerry, yeah. gentlemen, as we're getting ready Still, to wrap up? We had him for an hour, so we're we're approaching that hour quiet. mark. So how about how about this? Do you have any questions for us? There you go. Ooh. Hmm. All right. So I've worked my fair share of podcasts uh, previously. Like, how are you guys liking the transition to, to like as a as a team? Well, yeah, I'll, I'll start if you want me. I, I can. Start. Yeah, yeah. You go first because you always throw me up under the bus. You usually, go to go, yeah, Tay. <laughs> <laughs> usually, yeah, that's usually it. Yeah, hey, Tay. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So I would say it was interesting for us because we didn't meet each other like three weeks like ago. in person until like three weeks ago yeah so we had already done what five episodes yeah, five, oh, episodes. five five episodes without even having met one another um so that transition was interesting um but i mean overall i think we we all get along fairly well so that's good um and we all have some different interests and we have some similar interests so there's ways to like you know compare and contrast like what we're we're doing and thinking um and you know i think that's interesting um but i mean you guys could probably elaborate a little bit more on that yeah well, mean, I, I, go ahead go ahead. no 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 i'll go last right, 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 right. <laughs> so i was gonna say i totally agree with ryan what he was saying it was interesting you know not meeting one another and working together like that that went super smooth i think we're all kind of used to it just like i mean all four of us used to playing with people online that we've never met and stuff like that and so it almost becomes like a second nature to us whereas maybe people outside like the gaming world that might be like you know might be a little different they might be a little bit more introverted and they'll shy and stuff like that but um i would say the most interesting part for me um has been like starting this podcast and like the timing of it as like the gaming world has been kind of dry in the last 365 days and even like now like i mean if you think about what games have been like hyped up, I mean, beginning of the pandemic, there was Animal Crossing. Then there was um, that one. I don't even remember the name of the game. Uh, Fall Guys. I'm just trying yeah. to think of like big yeah. games. Oh, and yeah. then Among Us. And then like what was after that? I mean, uh, Cyberpunk was one. Yeah, um, we, did, we, like didn't, we didn't start yeah. in a time when there was a lot like coming down the pike so there was it was an interesting time to start you're right i didn't even really think about that but we had so much because we didn't know each other right like we had so much to talk about 
we're there was more character development in the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, very. Well, very, we yeah. even did that last in the last episode, like last week. We were or two weeks ago. We were talking more about like stuff that we played when we were younger and kind of you know, right. going back and stuff yeah. and and what was interesting. So I'm hoping E3 is is killer and like gives us a lot to look forward to and slowly working our way into the fall and yeah. yeah. Because like now, now that you mention it, like the last year, year and a half, it feels it feels like most of the hype generated in the gaming community is about patches, or or DLC or expansions, yeah. than it yeah. has been full releases. Yeah, or which season of whatever, right? Right, like, right. Like whole oh, season seven of Fortnite has Superman. Like, right. dude, I love me some comic book characters in that game, so I'm I'm all about picking that up. But Tay, what what are your thoughts to answer? Uh, yeah, well, um, me it, it really went smooth, you know, because I'm I'm, I'm a kind of jump off the porch guy, the crazy one. And then we actually meet in person and realize I'm the shortest one in the bunch. You know, that was pretty funny. <laughs> wasn't it? I was like, he's looking around like, wait, what? Right, like, yeah, I'm the the small old dude. Okay, yeah. No, but it, it was definitely cool, man. Uh, definitely brother, some another brother. So it's like, uh, the more we go along, uh, it's like the, the tighter we get, and the more we get to learn each other. So it, it's definitely been a, a fun experience. And we've we've got photos from a photo shoot coming soon. Yes. Oh boy. I was told I was told today that we should we should be seeing those very soon. So so we did some fun stuff the day the day that we met was just a photo shoot actually yeah so we just got together at the office and um did a quick little photo shoot and it was fun so my computer's in need of a new wallpaper so that's good right <laughs> I, I cannot wait there's one photo in particular that that is definitely going to be my wallpaper but i don't want to spoil it for when we we put it out there but i can i can imagine which one is going to be yours mark yeah i will see honestly like i'll have to look through them all i'm very i like I'm like low key, like taking pictures myself. Like, I went to a wedding on Monday, and I we took like over twelve hundred. I wasn't even the wedding photographer. I was just you know a friend with a camera. So like, I'm going to probably be like looking through each one of those and be like find like my favorite. So it'll be fun. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I'm glad you guys are enjoying the, the podcast work. Uh, you got a great dynamic, tons of fun to watch. So. To feel like Appreciate the other side that. of the spectrum, the other side of the the window is all hunky dory. Like that's a that's a feel good moment. Yeah, it's yeah, good. They, I mean, they they should see what we say off camera. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there's like with anything, we've had some bumps in the road. You know, we yeah. can't don't completely sugarcoat it. It was it it has those moments where we're like, okay, we need to do this or that, or should we have done this this way or that way. You know, and you just kind of learn from it, right? Um, yeah, that, that's life, right? Yeah, like that's, that's right. taking on a new craft and learning it together. Like, that's yeah. part of it. And you know, we have we each all have different ideas on on how certain things should go or how we can make things better or what we can do. And um, there's an intern working with us now to help us with some of the you know other pieces of our you know production stuff, um, which is nice. He's done a great job um you know to try to try to get us kind of all all in looking pretty and and get the the youtube up and 
Dude, I need to look pretty. This face is a face for radio. <laughs> you know, like we, we've had this discussion before. Like if this was not a video podcast, like people would enjoy the audio podcast much better, I think, than than looking at my ugly mug. So, you know, um, what? Uh, I'm going to let you live for something. <laughs> no, I, I was ready for the world to open back up so we could get out and travel and do shows on the world. Definitely yeah, possible. yeah. I think you were doing live remotes would be cool. Yeah. Um. You know, I've got a a two two person mixer. I could always uh just sit back and produce while you guys, you know, chat it up he, or whatever, and do like. Yeah, always wants to sit back. Dude, I don't always want to sit back, but I like hey, I hey, like hey. the production side. Like I, I'll be honest, Scoot, that's my favorite part. Like my favorite part is the production side of it. Yeah, I get my own. We'll be fine. But yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of learning, you know, as you go, and you know, we're obviously three different people with three different backgrounds, different experiences, so that plays into it as well. So, man, it makes it makes for an interesting dynamic, and and we have fun doing it. I think so. I, I'll keep at it as long as as long as these two want to keep keep doing it. <laughs> and and game day and frishes are on board, you know, keeping us yeah, keeping us I mean, going. We roll until the wheels fall off. That's how right. That's right. All righty. Uh, shout out again to um, game day and frishes for having us back on here for our seventh episode. Yep. Can you shout believe it's seven scoop. already? Hey, yeah. Time, time's flying, man. Like yeah. Already second week of June. I had to double check today when I was putting the the stream together, and I was like, "Wait, is that really episode seven? Am I right?" Like, yeah, it's been fun. Well, um, fellas, as we say, peace, peace, peace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for. I'm I, mean, waiting I for Mark. Like... I can't. I can't hit the button to do the show close until Mark waves. Right, yeah, part of, there we go. <laughs> all right, we'll see you next time, all. Here in no, here in two like... weeks, I'll wave like that. All right, in two weeks we'll be back for another show. Jared, thanks yeah. for hanging with us tonight. We appreciate you. Uh, everybody, check out Team Frish. Yes, um, don't big forget shout out to Team Frish. Big shout out Team Frish at Team Frish on Twitter, Team Frish on TikTok, and Team Frishes on Instagram. So. Be sure to check them out. They're doing some sweet stuff, and we'll be following and retweeting and, and keeping them on our, our radar as well. Again, thanks, everybody, for watching, and we will see you next time.